Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. We're so glad you're joining us. Today, we are talking about why you decide your traditions, though. We are waist deep in December. <laughs> so much going on. You probably have already, you know, baked a cookie a day and caught up on all the Netflix Christmas movies because there's several this year, Ashley. There's several this year. <laughs> they killed it with that Christmas prince last year, but now there's several. So you've got a lot to do. You've got cookies to bake. You've got movies to binge watch, and you've got traditions to make. So we are here to help you, make you feel a little bit better if you're on Struggle Street, and share a little bit of our own holiday do's and don'ts. <laughs> um, Ashley, can you tell the good people what Christmas was like for you growing up? What were some of the traditions that happened in the Dotson household? Absolutely. Well, I love, one of my favorite traditions is that we would um, go get a tree every year or we would put up uh, one of several that my mom had. So we had massive Christmas decorating. Like this was a huge thing in our house. And so when we bought a house that was a little bit bigger than the one we initially grew up in, it had a basement and it had just like a regular floor. And so on the regular floor is where mom put the Christmas tree out that she was not ashamed to show people. And so she has these incredible ornaments. I mean, like a Norman Rockwell collection and then like what? all these carousels for me that she's been collecting since I was born, you know, just like all these, she has an beautiful assortment of Christmas ornaments um, and they're special and sacred and so that tree gets decorated that way and you can't touch it you can only watch mom decorate and participate in things that are not breakable and then one year we finally convinced her to give us a tree that we could decorate and so she put one in the basement and I was maybe like 15 years old when this happened. So she put a Christmas tree in the basement. My in brother, the dungeon. Uh-huh. <laughs> where no one can see it. Correct. And then my brother, is he's three and a half years younger than me. So he finally got to just go crazy. And she gave us like the Disney ornaments and then all these other ones that nobody really cared about. And she's like, have at it. But because we had never really decorated a tree before ourselves, we put all the ornaments on the front of the tree. Stop it. So we had no idea that you're supposed to go all the way around the tree. So we got the ornaments decorated and we're kind of putting the last few on and the whole tree falls forward <gasps> because it was so heavy with the weight of all of our ornaments and lights on the front of the tree only because we had no clue that you're supposed to decorate around the whole thing. Um, but we loved Christmas. I also have a significant sense of smell when I think about Christmas. There was always some sort of Christmas candle burning or um, there were uh, cinnamon sticks and cloves burning on the stove at all times or apple cider being made. So those are some of the more formative memories that I have are things around our home and um, just making things feel very warm and welcoming uh, at the holidays. So I love oh, that I about love our house. Yeah. <laughs> Before I share some traditions, I also have to share that our tree also fell down. We yes. had a bull mastiff growing up and it was the most precious Norman Storm and Norman, we called them. Amazing. And, <laughs> and he loved sleeping under the tree. He really mm. loved to sleep. It was so cute. So we decorated the tree. Some, um, it was the tree was real. I mean, I live in the Pacific Northwest. The trees are stunning. They really um, are. Lots of options. Yes. But uh, real for the first, gosh, I want to say ten years, and then allergies 
um, kicked in and we got a fake one. But <laughs> As Norman do. really, really <laughs> loved sitting under the tree. So he would sleep under the tree, hang out under the tree if we were all in the living room. And to one point he started rolling around and then the tree completely fell over. And it was so tall and so big and had all of the, you know, all the trinkety Christmas decorations that we collected over the years. You know, the ones you make in kindergarten with totally. popsicle sticks and all that good stuff. Yes. And, and all the precious ones as well. So I do remember our tree falling. That's funny that you mentioned that yours also fell. Maybe mm-hmm. this is a thing. Maybe it must be. <laughs> have a dead tree kids. fall over in your house. <laughs> yes. Um, that's normal, right? Um, yes. <laughs> I once heard, okay, sorry, side note, it's just too good not to share. I once heard an interview with um, the brothers from 98 Degrees. This is a million years ago. Oh and they gosh. talked about 98 how 98 Degrees, really? 98 Degrees. I had to. I'm so sorry. Oh I'm so Do sorry. Do they have a Christmas album? We should bust it out. I feel like, I feel like NSYNC does, but I don't know if 98, somebody is going to write Same us thing in to me. and be like, <laughs> Just so you know, yes, 98 Degrees <laughs> does have a Christmas album. But the reason I remember them talking about this is because they were interviewed on like a, you know, like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade type, type of thing. Yeah. And they they told that uh, their dad would put up a tree, take it out to the backyard. This live tree, well, dead, obviously, because it's been cut. but And then a year later, just drag it back in the house. Are you serious? And I never forgot that story. It made me laugh so hard. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, traditions growing up. We we did a lot of untraditional things growing up. So when they would do something different every year. One year we would go rent a beach house. Oh, and, wow. That's yeah, so fun. Yeah, go to the ocean. Or another year we would, uh, we, they surprised us when we went to Disneyland and then oh. just flew back that Christmas night. We went for like three or four days around Christmas. Um, so it's kind of been uh, something new and different. I don't. I can't really, to be honest. I, I hate that I can't even think of one thing that we did um, every year. Obviously, I had the, you know, the Christmas pageant at school and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. I will say one year. Oh my goodness! If my family's listening to this, help me, Lord. Um, <laughs> one year, I was obsessed with the, the musical Annie. Oh. I had, to, I had to be like third grade, right? right. Third, third, fourth grade. I was obsessed and I really, it had come out on DVD and it was like one of the newer versions of the, in the, in the Annie musical history, one that came out in the early nineties, right? And I was just, couldn't, I just was begging for the deep, maybe it was even VHS, I don't remember, begging for the VHS, DVD, whatever. Like, oh, I just want to be able to watch this, you know, every day when I get home from school. And um, I couldn't help myself, so I started unwrapping my gifts, like, middle of December. <laughs> they were under the tree. I was like, this is my moment. And then I wrapped them all back up. Okay. I totally had that moment. So my brother and I did the exact same thing. My mom used to buy presents really, really early. She was a very, very smart shopper. She still is. So she'd buy them very early and then wrap them and hide them in her closet. So my brother and I would start looking for them around, like, the middle to late November. And we'd start looking for the presents and we found them in her closet. And then we took a razor blade and just started opening all the gifts so we could see what was in them. Do you know my mom, to teach us a lesson, because she's such a boss, took everything back. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I would do that. And you know, she got us other gifts. You know, there were a few things that we didn't open or hadn't seen yet that we got under the tree, but she was like, I'm sorry, those were, you're supposed to wait. You know, you can't have those. And so she took everything back. So I think it's also a thing besides tree falling over that kids will find presents and find a way to open them and then resale them as if they didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, but you got caught, sucker. You I got did. caught. <laughs> I know. How? We used a razor blade. <laughs> no, I used my little, little, little 
tiny little brown finger to rip it open <laughs> and then put it back on. Oh, it worked out, worked out. Yeah, so mom, if you're listening, I'm really sorry about that. I really enjoyed the DVD and or VHS. I can't remember which it was, but it's good stuff. Um, what about now? What are some of the traditions you are trying to make happen during this season with mm-hmm. your fam now? Yeah, I think that we're in the same place that you talked about growing up, or we have we have done so many different things over the years um, that I'm not sure that we have anything that's a very strong through line for Christmas, except that we do go spend a chunk of our Christmas holiday um, with my husband's family in Texas. And then with my mom, we typically pick a holiday, another day to celebrate with her for Christmas. Um, So it's usually something, another weekend, whether it's right before we leave or right when we come back, um, so that she doesn't feel she wants the kids to have so much pressure on her like she had growing up to run around and get them to both sides of the family. And so she's like, I don't want that pressure on you guys. I did not enjoy that, having to feel like I was at two places or having to rotate every other year. So how about we just choose a weekend where there's no distractions. Everybody will be here and we'll celebrate Christmas later. So those are two things we do for sure. And then around our house, I guess, like decorating, we do do that every single year. Um, so we do get our tree, we hang our stockings, you know, we do all kinds of things like that, which are very fun. Oh, I love it. Yeah, we we do the decorating and listen to usually like Mariah Carey Christmas album. And what else do we do? And we usually have hot chocolate, let the kids have some marshmallows while we're decorating, which is always so much fun. We absolutely love that. But I think that, that it's so important to note as well that, you know, traditions come uh, in all shapes and sizes, That's and right. we'll get in a little bit later of talking about, you kind of hit the nail on the head with what your mom said, but you don't have yeah. to do what's always been. You do not have yes. to, if it doesn't work for you, it's not a good fit for you, or if it's not healthy for you, that's not something you have to do. But both of us, you know, from the traditions we had growing up, we obviously went out in the world and did our own thing for years, and then, you know, then settled down. So talk about from growing up mm-hmm. and then moving out to LA and how things mm-hmm. have kind of changed over the years for traditions. Yes. Well, um, I moved out to Los Angeles when I was 21 years old, but right prior to that, my, um, my parents went through a divorce after 24 years of marriage, which was a good thing for both of them. And I'm, I'm really glad that my mom, um, and dad decided to do that. At the same time, it was difficult for us because now, you know, my brother was a senior in high school. I was in college and it just sort of felt like, okay, what's what's home now? Like we were all trying to find a new new normal, my mom included. And then coming out to Los Angeles, you know, moving 3000 miles away from family. And in some ways, I mean, you guys heard some of you may have heard my story when we shared when Tiffany and I each took an episode to share some of our stories, but I was going through a very dark and difficult time and was starting all over again in Los Angeles. So I didn't have friends and I didn't have family. Um, and so there were a couple of years where you're like, okay, I guess it's just me trying to figure my life out. And what do I do at the holidays? And I do think there's this sense at the holidays of a little bit of um, depression or just nervousness or anxiety about what the holiday season brings. Um, So I think over the years, I've had to continue to find a new normal and to not hold on to my expectations, but define the essence of what I want traditions to be instead of it being like, it has to be this thing. Like, this is the thing that we always do because it makes me feel comfortable. I've had to decide what is the essence of what I love about that thing. And then how can I cultivate that in my life, no matter my context? Because we did LA, now we're in New York and we have two kids instead of just being a, a married couple. My mom lives with us now, which is amazing. So that's like, we have different dynamics and have had them for years. Um, 
And so I think for us, it's, it's not about doing one thing every single year, but about figuring out, okay, what for us creates a sense of home? What for us creates a sense of welcome? What for us helps alleviate the pain of feeling lonely or the pain of feeling like there's a loss of what could have been? Um, because I think that's, that's a really difficult thing to process. When you think through your whole life, it's like, well, I always thought my holidays would look like this. But then when your family dynamics change or your life changes, then we also have to change and evolve with it. So for us, that's what it's really been about is creating a sense of home, a sense of welcome. Um, and I love when you talk about this, Tiffany, and I'm sure you'll do this at some point, the way that you even do presents with your children I love because also there's the battling of consumerism and the battle mm-hmm. of, of this holiday season being taken over by busyness and stuff and things that you think you want or things that you think you need, buying too much, spending too much, doing too much. So for us, it's about cultivating home, welcome, and peace. Yeah, absolutely. And just as you said before, the holidays, you know, depending on what you've lost, maybe, um, maybe divorce or miscarriage or just Mm. loneliness and all of that is amplified at the holidays it is a constant reminder of what you don't have of what you thought would be just as Ashley said and earlier Ashley when we were chatting about this idea just that loss of potential yeah loss of that dream death of a dream really yeah um moving forward and so finding I remember one time on Christmas Eve I um the man of my dreams had dumped me just a few months before and I was still just in shock. And in fact, just a few weeks before I had found out that he was interested in somebody else and I was living abroad. And the reason I moved there is because I was in love with him. And I mean, it was just a whole thing. Yeah, Literally so hard. I mean, that's so hard. <laughs> and I'm sure there are women listening who are absolutely relating to you, like going through that right yeah, now. Yeah, it's just so much. And I remember Christmas Eve, I wanted to go to an 11 o'clock candle light service but before Mm. that I would just bake all day by myself Mm. and it was I remember baking these pumpkin scones on Mm. Christmas Eve through tears of just like is this my life like asking myself is this who I am and but I still thought I'm gonna make (laughs) this place smell good I'm gonna make something I'm gonna see something from start to finish and then I went and joined um, this beautiful candlelight service and it was I will never forget it. It was so special. I sat among strangers at 11 p.m. on Christmas Eve Mm. and just hearing this vicar talk about in Christmas, we celebrate what has come, you Mm. know, the celebration of the newborn king. And we also understand of what's yet to be and we we hold that in the same hand. Mm. We, We, what has and what has yet to be. And we understand Mm. that God's not done yet. And Mm. so if you're listening and it just, this is not an easy season right now. This is, you know what? First, I want to remind you, it won't always be like this. This will not always be your life. And second of all, that God is in the shadows. He is near. He will draw near as you call out. And um, you you get to choose. I mean, obviously there's so many unknowns and there's so many things you don't get to choose. And the pain is real. But of what you can do, I pray that it's, Time with people you love, time with people you feel safe with, you feel seen by, you feel known, and truly time to understand that although these horrible things have happened, the story isn't over just because you're in a hard sentence, in a hard paragraph, in a hard chapter. It's not the whole story. So I think that moment was such a sweet moment to remember. And that, I mean, my goodness, that was 11 years ago, Mm. 11 years ago. So it's just a, 
you know, and obviously traditions look a lot different now. I have two little boys. I have a seven and four year old <laughs> and it looks like chaos really. Yeah, <laughs> like totally. Them, me begging them not to destroy the decorations on the tree, mostly for the four year old. <laughs> um, bless his heart. And hiding presents in my master bedroom has a keypad on the door, which will be much easier this year. And yes, it will be. You know, and you did that. You know, <laughs> baking the cookies and going to all the fun things. There's one tradition I do want to share that has been really special that we have shared with our kids. Um, up the street, across the bridge from us uh, in the Tacoma area, there is a church that puts on a full nativity and you walk through it. Oh, how fun. So when you walk up, I mean, thousands of people go to this every year, oh actually, and it's gosh. free. It's free. It's an outreach to the community. And I think it's over 200 actors. Wow. And it, when you walk up, it's there's no modern lighting. It's all tiki torches, you know. You walk up and you walk through Bethlehem. You walk through the city. So then there's people offering oh fresh gosh. bread and, um, you know, spiced dates and all these fun things. So you get like a feel of it. And to the point that Jericho, our last year, he's like, wait, are we actually in Bethlehem? And they do it at night. So it's all dark and all these actors mm. dressed. And they have tons of live animals. I mean, there's horses and no horses. That feels like a stretch. Cows, chickens, ducks. I mean, they have all the animals, donkey, tons of donkeys, dogs of donkeys walking through. So you get to walk through what it would be like. And then you, you know, you open up to this wide open space and you stand there and it's really dark. And then all of a sudden, um, these three men walk up and, and then there's this star that lights up and they do a little monologue and then you move on and, um, and then you're in even a darker area and this angel pops up and shares the angel part. <laughs> oh. And then you walk up and there's um, Mary and Joseph and all the farm animals surrounding them and this whole thing. It's really, it's really sweet. We love it. We love it. It's really special. That's, so that's the one so thing. Special. We don't, we don't do a ton of things that like, oh, we do this every year. I'm, yeah. And I'm, that's just not my personality either. I'm kind of the same. Yeah. It's not me yeah. either. Yeah, um, but that's one thing. It's just so sweet, and just my kids. It's just, it's just wowing to be like Jesus really did this. He really came as an innocent little snuggly baby to save yeah. us all. So it's a really precious, precious time. I love that. I love what you're saying too, because it's so important. I think during the holiday season to be connected to um, Jesus, who came as a human being, because then we realize that He came and experienced all that we're experiencing so that we're not alone in our pain. And we know that God is not aloof to our pain. He's not absent in our pain, that he's present in pain. So even when we're going through difficult things at the holiday season, or we feel this sense of foreboding or a sense of depression or a sense of doling, even then we can realize and recognize that God himself has experienced these things and that there is power in his presence for us to find peace and for us to find joy, even though we might be walking through a very hard thing. Um, there's this great book um, called The Body Keeps Score, mm, and yeah. it's actually talking about trauma and trauma in the body. And the author um, shares the way that body memory is triggering at certain times of the year. He yeah. uses an example of a car accident and so that how 
even 10 years later, you could pull up to the very same intersection and just start to feel a sense of something and not realize like, why am I feeling this in this area of town? And it's because so trauma happened there. But I think holiday seasons can very often feel that way for us too, because like you said already, Tiffany, they are a reminder of things, what we don't have. Um, and I think the practice of gratitude, which is one reason I love Advent. And I know we, we made a decision not to focus on that weekly, but I know you share my passion for Advent, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is one of the reasons is that you realize like, okay, I'm not alone. And there is peace and there is love and there is joy no matter what we're walking through at this current moment no matter what we do have no matter what we don't have we do have a savior who understands us we do have a friend in Jesus as cheesy and cliche as that is it's really true you know we don't we are not alone um and, and I, it's I, I not want to reiterate that <laughs> yeah and it's not a waste of our life to hope yeah and it's right. not a waste to anticipate what he can do and his I presence and what can be healed and resurrected in his presence. Yes, Earlier you talked about so that, you know, when you're feeling these heavy feelings during the holidays and yeah. traditions aren't what you thought they'd be and yes. there's things that have been lost and broken, that's the very reason he came. Yes, it's the very reason it. he came <laughs> is to bring peace and to bring hope and so we could live eternally with him. Yeah. So moving forward, uh, why, why have you decided to go to Texas for that week? Why have you decided to with your mom, the traditions that you have made, what Mm -hmm. are some of the values and boundaries that you have in place to ensure Mm -hmm. that this isn't a crazy season, that it is something to be savored, treasured, Mm -hmm. and enjoyed? Well, for us, we, we go to Texas because our kids love it. I mean, and we love it. We love being with my husband's parents, with his siblings. They have this um, beautiful home in Texas. They they literally put up like 15 Christmas trees inside their house. I mean, oh it my is, goodness. yeah, it's literal magic. <laughs> um, and Cody's parents are so generous and so loving. And so it's so great to go and just sit and be at rest in, in that place. It's like this beautiful little small town in Texas. So there's not very much to do other than like go to Sonic and be with each other. And so we love that. Um, and then with my mom, I love doing the tradition with her. I, I actually really love the way she loves Christmas. So I get excited to watch her at the holiday season <laughs> and That's the way beautiful. that she decorates, the way that she loves, the way that she cares. She thinks about the smallest little details. Um, and I really love that about her. And I, I feel so privileged to have grandparents for my children. Um, and I actually really treasure that from parts of my upbringing when we got to spend holidays with grandparents. Um, and I really want us to be intentional about cultivating that for our kids too, because we are blessed enough to have great relationships with them. And I don't want to ever forget that. Um, that's really important to us. And so that's why we do that with our families. Yeah, that's precious. I love that. I think one of the things when I think about traditions uh, with my kids and, and you know the things we choose to celebrate during the season, is remembering that uh, is is everyone going to enjoy this? I think asking ourselves is this a safe place to That's be? Is this something an amazing question? Yeah, you should repeat safe, that. <laughs> yeah, is this, is this enjoyable? Truly, yeah. you don't. I mean, you're you're enjoyable uh, and the safe. The people who are listening that. to this are adults. Like right. we have to ask ourselves. Come on, there's girl. times to grit and bear it. I get that when yep. your grandma be grabbing them cheeks and she just <laughs> squeezing them and asking them why you don't have babies yet, and you're like, hey, grandma, I'm struggling with infertility. Thanks for asking. You know, right. like those. <laughs> Those times happen. I know that, but uh, but there's those times when you have to identify this isn't a safe place, and it's okay to yeah. break this tradition and start something new for my family. I think so good. We feel like we have to endure during the holidays, and I don't believe that that has to be the case. I agree. If it is with you. not safe, people, it is people that are going to harm you or hurt you. 
that's not a place you and if you have a significant other or if you have children, that's not a place you and your family need to be. Yep. Um, and thinking about, okay, is this something that's doable? And I th- I'm really passionate about not going in debt at all, but especially yes. over the holidays. Agreed. This isn't something where you need to be stretching yourselves to try to create something for your people and your tribe and your world or your friends that you can't, you can't really afford, you can't, you don't really have the margin to do, but you feel like you need to do it and you're more mm-hmm. exhausted at the end of it. Mm-hmm. That's not the life you have to live. Like mm-hmm. do it all, do what you can actually do, do what you can live with, mm-hmm. do what your bank account can live with. Come on. Um, yes. One of the things, uh, I got to do it now that I'm going to say it on the air. But, um, one of the things that, uh, my girlfriends and I are planning for this holiday season is just a, and maybe you do this with your work or maybe you do it with a, with a group you're in, just a fun gift exchange, but we want to do one that people are actually going to fight over the gifts. Something good like, okay, hit up Sephora, find a good lipstick, come and let's just like duke it out for a fun gift exchange. So that's something that we're going to, we're going to do and just have some apps and zerts and just do it upright and something simple. Not, I'm not throwing this lavish three course meal, which in the past days I would have loved to do, but everybody bring something that can be That's thrown right. in the everybody oven. Everybody helps. Everybody helps. Everybody <laughs> brings something. Everybody everybody bring a fun gift. Something yeah. small. So, And when we talk about traditions, we don't just mean with your family. Obviously, that's what we totally. chatted about. But with your friends, too. And yes. friends become family for so many of us. Yes, and so, do. And cherishing those people and being able to communicate what they mean to you. Um, especially this this season is, is truly to be about celebrating Jesus and celebrating the people in our lives. It's really, um, it's, it's a time it, there is much to mourn and we are fully aware that there's, um, there's aches and hurts and pains Yes, as we've talked about, but we pray that you find the silver lining. We pray that you would have traditions that breathe life. Yeah. Um, that are such a gift to the people in your world and that refresh you mm-hmm. and that truly make the season so special traditions, maybe not what they used to be, but sweet just the same. Yes. Any last words, Ashley? Oh my gosh, I've got nothing to add to that except for Tiffany's book is coming out soon in February. And she talked about the death of a dream and said so many beautiful things through this podcast episode. I mean, I hope that we all gleaned so much from your wisdom, Tiffany. And I'm so grateful, but your book is actually perfect for this topic and thinking about ending a year and wanting to dream again and creating a life that you love. And so it just makes me so happy that we can all learn from you. I'm going to oh, pre-order thanks, about a million copies. Oh, <laughs> and for anyone else who wants to find out more about it, shedreamsbook.com. Yeah. Come you on. Learn all about it. Yes. Thank you. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, listeners. Remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.